Wobber. We are your hosts. I'm Tiffany. I'm Jen. And I'm Liz. And we are Wicked Awesome Bitches Reading Books. It's Pride Month, y'all, and we chose to celebrate by picking a book from Penguin Random House Ultimate LGBTQ Plus Pride Book List and Good Housekeeping's Best LGBTQ Plus Books for Pride Month and Beyond. There were honestly so many good books to choose from, so we throw a few on our book wheel and let it decide which book to read. So this is part one of our fourth book series, The Color Purple by Alice Walker. Few disclaimers before we get started, as always, the views in this podcast are just our own. We recognize that everyone has different tastes in books, and that if we dislike a book that you love, it's merely our opinion. It's also our opinion that reading a physical book and listening to an audiobook are equally as good and valid ways to enjoy a story. Sometimes one or more of us may enjoy a book in audio version. So a little bit about the author. Alice Walker was born February 9th, 1944 in Edaton, Georgia, a rural farming town. Her parents were sharecroppers, though her mother worked as a seamstress to earn extra money. Alice was the youngest of eight children, and at the age of eight years old, she sustained an injury to her eye when her brother accidentally shot her with a BB gun. Her family didn't have access to a car, therefore she could not receive immediate medical attention, causing her to go permanently blind in that eye. The schools in Edaton were segregated as Alice attended the only high school available to Black students at that time. Butler Baker High School, where she became valedictorian, she received a full scholarship and went to Spelman College, a private all-Black, at the time, women's liberal art college. She later received a scholarship from Sarah Lawrence College in Yonkers, New York. Alice became pregnant her senior year of college, but had an abortion and eventually graduated college in 1965. During her time at Sarah Lawrence College, Alice wrote many poems that would accumulate in her first book of poetry entitled Once, published in 1968. After graduation, she would briefly work in the New York City Department of Welfare before moving to South Mississippi. This is where she took a job working for the Legal Defense Fund on the National Association for Advancements of Colored People. She returned to writing in 1968 when she took a job as writer in residence at Jackson State University and later Tougaloo College. It's at Tougaloo College where she published her first novel, The Third Life of Grange Coperlin, in 1970. In the fall of 1972, she taught a course at the University of Massachusetts, Boston, in Black women's writers. And in 1973, Alice became editor of Miss Magazine, an American feminist magazine funded in 1971. In 1965, Alice met Melvin Leventhal, a Jewish civil rights lawyer. They were later married in March 1967 in New York City. The couple moved to Jackson, Mississippi, becoming the first legally married interracial couple in Mississippi. They were harassed and threatened by whites, including the Ku Klux Klan. The couple had one daughter, Rebecca, in 1969 and later divorced in 1976. In 1982, she became the first African-American woman to win the Pulitzer Prize for Fiction, which she was awarded for her novel, The Color Purple. Over the span of her career, Walker has published 17 novels and short story collections, 12 nonfiction works, and collections of essays and poetry. Now, Alice is also so much more than a writer. Her social activism is another large and important part of her life that we want to highlight. During her time at Spelman College, Alice got to meet Martin Luther King Jr. She actually credits MLK for her decision to return to the South and become an activist in the civil rights movement. Alice took part in the 1963 March on Washington and later volunteered her time to register Black voters in Georgia and Mississippi. In 1983, Alice coined the term 
womanist, not to be confused with feminist. Womanist was meant to unite women of color to the feminist movement. In 2003, on International Women's Day, Alice was arrested at a protest at the White House during an anti-war rally. She went on to write about this experience in an essay titled, We Are the Ones We Have Been Waiting For. Now, unfortunately, in our research, we also found that beginning in 2012, there are some questions as to whether Alice supports anti-Semitic views. We want to make it perfectly clear that Waburb does not support or endorse these views whatsoever. However, Alice has expressed her admiration for British conspiracy theorist and author David Ick. In an interview with BBC Radio, she said that Ick's book, Human Race, Get Off Your Knees, The Lion Sleeps No More, which contains anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, would be the book that she would take with her to a deserted island. On her blog in 2017, Alice published a poem titled, It is Our Frightful Duty to Study the Talmud, describing the Talmud as poison. Her poem contained anti-Semitic tropes and arguments. And in a 2018 interview with the New York Times book review, she was asked what book was on her nightstand. She answered, The Truth Shall Set You Free by David Ick, a book promoting anti-Semitic theories. Alice has received backlash, but continues to argue and defend her position, stating that any attempt to smear David Ick and by association her is really an effort to de-effect our speaking out in support of the people of Palestine and a ploy to shut down her webpage and blog. In 2022, Alice Walker was disinvited from the Bay Area Book Festival in San Diego due to what organizers referred to as her endorsement of anti-Semitic conspiracy theorist, David Ick. So she had quite a lot going on in her life. And up until recently, things were really good. She did a lot of really good things, but recently very questionable. I was loving her until I got to her later years and learned about this. And then mm-hmm. it really made me question some things, mm-hmm. especially being that her husband was Jewish. It's unfortunate. It reminds me of a quote. You you either die the hero or you live long enough to be the villain. Oh, that's mm. a good quote. Yep. But okay. again, uh, we really want to reiterate that Waburb does not support uh, anti-Semitic views at all whatsoever. There was a small part of me that once you told us about what's been going on with her recently, that was like, should we read this book? Very small part. Of I it. almost said, should we pick another book? I did almost mm-hmm. say that, but nope, this is what the wheel picked. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have discussed, we are going to read books that we like and books that we don't like. I this, think the book, book we're is... going to like, but the author, unfortunately, problematic, questionable, questionable yeah. history there. Yeah. More so just in the last like 10 years or so, like prior to that, things seemed fine. She was doing yeah. a lot of, a lot she of good, a lot of good work activism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the color purple is just, it's won so many awards. It has so many accolades. It has such important topics and themes in it that I think it's still worthwhile to read it. I agree. So a little bit about the background of the story. It's, it's a pretty popular one. I think a lot of folks have probably read it at this point. I admittedly have not read it. So um, this will be the first time for me. Have, have either of you read this before? I have not read this book before. Okay. I have not read the book. I have seen the 1980s film version. 
but I have not read the book. Okay. So a little bit of background on the story for folks that have not read this book. So The Color Purple tells the story of a young, poor African-American girl named Silly or Seely living in rural Georgia in the early 1900s. It is an epistolary novel, and that means it's made up of a series of letters that Seely writes to God. According to an article in The New Yorker from 2015, the book was partially inspired by a story that Alice Walker's sister told about a love triangle that their grandfather was involved in. In another article on bookanalysis.com, Walker had said the color purple is a manifestation of her desire to bring to the human consciousness the evils of division across gender and racial lines and hopefully liberate humans from these evils. While the events in the book are not all associated with her own experiences, Walker pulled from some things she herself experienced, as well as experiences and stories from others. For instance, one of the main characters is based on her own grandmother, who was murdered by a man who wanted to be her lover. She includes a character in the book who is blind in one eye, which is a connection to her own childhood, where she herself became blind in one eye. And she also used some of her experiences as an exchange student in Africa for some of the story. Some of the main themes uh, that I read would be present in this book include strong female relationships, the cyclical nature of racism and sexism, and breaking traditional gender norms and roles. Some trigger warnings for this book. There is talk of incest, rape, domestic abuse, sexual, emotional, and physical abuse, overt racism, and sexism. 245 pages, and Goodreads has it at a 4.3 out of 5 ratings. So as Tiffany alluded to, The Color Purple has been made into a movie from 1985. It starred Oprah Winfrey and Whoopi Goldberg, was nominated for a bunch of Oscars, later became a Broadway musical, won a Tony, then it was revived. The musical was revived in 2015. And is now it it's still, is it still a musical on Broadway right now? I don't know if it's currently showing, but it was revived in 2015. So who knows? It could still be out there. From what we read in an article on pinknews.com, it looks like they are going to yet again remake the movie. I wonder who they would cast. Well, let's see. Looks like they've already casted. Oh, did they? So Fantasia Barino, who played Celie in the original Broadway musical, and Orange is the New Black's Danielle Brooks, who played Sophia in, 25, in the 2015 revival, are both reprising their roles. Huh. And Taraji P. Henson is playing Shug. The Little Mermaid's Halle Bailey stars Ooh. as young Nettie with singer Sierra playing her adult counterpart. Hey, Sierra, I haven't seen her in Sierra. a Sierra, yeah. yeah. And this is set to come out December of this year, so December 23. All right. So and I did check the color purple is currently not on Broadway. Right. Um but there is talk of it coming back, uh being revived after the movie comes out. Well, okay. yeah, I mean they'd be stupid not to. Mm-hmm. They're really yeah, good. I think so. Especially since it earned it did really well when it was on Broadway. Huh? It did. And fun fact, Oprah who appeared in the 1985 movie was also one of the producers of the Broadway series. Cool. Yeah. You know, I, like I have it. to say, I love Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg in any of the movies she did back in the 80s. Oh, yeah. She was Whoopi's, great. Whoopi's she really awesome. was. Yeah. 
And this was, I haven't, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie. And I originally forgot, like when we picked this book, I was like, I don't know if I have or not. But then I remembered, no, I have seen this movie. It's just been a very long time. And it is a really good movie. Mm. So I'm really excited to read the book. Why do I feel like this is something you watched with your mom, Tiffany? I don't think so. Okay. So I do just want to add that there was some criticism of the 1985 version of the movie um so steven spielberg was the director um and there was criticism that the lesbian relationship that's present in the story was pretty much removed um almost from the 1985 movie but it was kept in the broadway presentations or the broadway um plays So there is some concern about the newest movie coming out this year of also eliminating the lesbian storyline. So fingers crossed that that they there's some redemption there and they leave the lesbian storyline intact for the new movie. Do the right thing and leave it leave it as it was intended. Mm There is no points. There is no there is no reason for the censorship yeah there's no reason to eliminate part of that story that storyline even in 1985 while not as i guess accepting at the time oh definitely not of the lgbtq community it's a bummer that they left it out in 1985 so i hope that they really do redeem themselves this time and leave it in in 2023 yeah Yeah. we'll have to wait and see Mm -hmm. we will another one to add to our book to movie Mm -hmm. yeah so and that's every book so this is our fourth book and every book our first three books have already been made into movies not eleanor oliphant oh eleanor oliphant you're correct we're waiting for that one as well i was flipping through the pages of this book and i know that you talked about it in the story background but this book is written similar to the perks of being a wallflower where it's all just letters yep Mm -hmm. i was gonna say that too yeah and Tiffany, I remember you saying it was like kind of a weird, was it you that said reading Perks of Being a Wallflower was like kind of weird to just if, read it as yeah, letters? It felt like I was reading a journal. Uh, we'll see if that one is any different. It looks like these books are written to God. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's going to be very, I think it's going to be more like a diary. I think so too, Liz. I think I would agree with that because... um it seemed like in Perks of Being a Wallflower, he was sending the letters out to somewhere. But I think in this one, I don't know if the letters end up getting anywhere, although they, I think they eventually do get somewhere. But I don't think the purpose of her writing to God was ever for anyone to get them. Yeah, I think it was just her to write what she was experiencing. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, so flipping through the books, I do notice not every letters to God. There are some letters that she writes to her sister's. Um, And then there are some letters that she back from her sisters. So it does look like most of the letters are to God as I'm flipping through these pages. Uh, But there are some addressed to her and there are some addressed to her sisters. So I'm assuming it's her writing back and forth to her sisters. Okay. That interesting. Hmm. Uh, Of course, we'll have to see what happens here because now I'm noticing a trend and of course I'm not reading anything I'm just flipping through the pages it looks like the beginning of the book all the letters are to God and as you get deeper into the book 
there's no more letters to God, but they're letters to sisters. It, so now I'm even more intrigued. It looks like actually to be, it looks like half the book is God. The other half are her yeah. siblings. Yeah. It's almost hmm. split right down the middle. Cool. Well, I'm interested. I'm very excited to see what it's all about. Yeah, me too. Me too. Mm-hmm. I'm, um, there are going to be some very difficult to read parts of this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be some disgusting parts of this book, unfortunately, as uh, as you stated in the trigger warnings, incest, rape, um, a lot of abuse, both physically, sexually, um, and obviously racism and sexism play big, big parts in this book. But it is, you know, 1900s in the South. Mm-hmm. Um, sadly, these things happened. So I'm still really excited to read it, though. So Tiffany, what's our halfway point? Yes. Half, so what are we at? 245 pages? Mm-hmm. So it was, if you split it, it would be like 122. But if you wanted to do it the way she has it in the book, 124 would be the last page that she writes to God. Oh, okay. that's almost that's do like that. perfect. 124. Okay. 125, technically, because that's the end of. Okay. So we are going to read to, we're going to read the first half of the book to page 125. And come together and discuss this first half of the book. Obviously, if you out there have any questions, suggestions, um, comments, let us know. Send us an email, wabrbpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, wabrpod. And we'd love to hear from you. All right. Well, I think that's it for us today. So join us again next time when we talk about the first half of The Color Purple by Alice Walker. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.